0: So I want to go ahead and invite Thomas and Clementine and Teresa to introduce the Climate Justice Code on the behalf
1: of the editorial committee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi. Um, so the editorial committee. Of which we are three, uh, came together uh, over three meetings in the lead up to this assembly. And the intention was to draft something that would be useful or that would give us a starting point uh, so that we might work together and collectively over the coming uh, two days on uh, drafting this climate change, climate justice code. Um, Language, of course. As uh, Yolandi mentioned, was was a thing, <laughs> um, and something that was often uh, that kind of took up a lot of our time, particularly in the first day, uh, in the first meeting, um, and we came up with the <laughs> the the metaphor of an onion. Um, if anyone's seen Shrek, it's probably immediately explanatory or perhaps just the onion is immediately explanatory. It's many layered. Um, so it involves all these layers to make it what it is. Um, to clarify, uh, the different groups that are around the building in the coming two days, so the seven different working groups, they all relate to a particular um, onion layer or a, a climate justice code layer, um, and so we invite you today to really move around these groups and familiarise yourself with all of those seven groups. They're detailed in the booklet which you have, uh, the red booklet. Uh, they're listed there, layer one, layer two, layer seven. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. So Should
2: we go inter- through the layers?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. It's not very loud at the back. Okay. Ah. Oh, one th- oh, oh, hi. Mm-mm-mm. One thing I wanted to mention, and one thing that's been a useful question for me, um, was thinking through the different levels of interaction that artists and arts institutions can take for climate change. And so, seeing what you identify with uh, that is in the code uh, in these seven working groups, and thinking what you can offer. Thinking what you're attracted to, or just like what sparks joy. <laughs> uh, now we will break down the code into those seven onion layers. Did
2: you start with the preamble, or did you already start with the
1: preamble? I did not start with okay. a preamble. Well, it's yours. Okay, I'll start with, a <laughs> yeah, start with a preamble. I'll start yeah. with a preamble. Um, the preamble you are all holding in your hands in the red booklet, uh, it's the first and second white pages. Um, It's sort of an orientation point, I suppose. Uh, Actually, we were thinking through the preamble as a skin to the onion. (laughs) Um, So, of course, familiarise yourself with that text. Uh, It's... mm, mm. Preamble says a whole lot of things, and I, I suspect that if you're uh, if you're here today, you're probably already familiar with some of the values. Um, it's it's just kind of extending this idea that artists and arts institutions can, um, I suppose, uh, step up to this idea of responsibility around climate justice that we are. And the people, practitioners who are involved in this field are people who have um, the power of imagination and uh, radical thinking, who are familiar with painful processes because isn't art a painful thing Um, and therefore uh, might be able to kind of come together to draft some sort of uh, orientating... uh, preamble for what the code is what we're what we're sharing with all of you and what we're all developing together <laughs> so we've got we've done the we've we've proposed a draft but it's up to us all together over the next two days to do this together to work through that to elaborate to extrapolate to reject to can contest etc okay. that's the preamble
2: <laughs> so then layer one The commons. Uh, Binah already said a lot of nice things about the commons, so I'll just go through this really quickly. First of all, my name is Thomas de Groot. I work at Commons Network. Um, We're a think tank, a European think tank. We organize European commons assemblies and Dutch commons assemblies, and we do a lot of research. So come up to me after if you're uh, interested in more commons work. Um, Some people call the climate crisis the ultimate example of market failure. Others point to our leaders and how they have let us down. But the commons allows us to see the crisis from a different point of view. This is a failure not of markets, but of capitalism itself. Failure not of politicians, but of the democratic system itself. We define the commons as a social system with a defined community, stewarding a specific resource, collectively, according to strict governance rules and protocols. But more than that academic definition, we use the commons as a metaphor to look differently at problems, political problems. And the practice of commoning is very political. Commoners share and collaborate rather than compete and profit commoners care and listen rather than um, exploit and dictate. Commoning means taking care of natural resources, or as scholar David Bollier calls them, provisions. Commoning means taking care of each other, depending on each other, appreciating each other. In short, commoning is the ultimate political act. We can go through great great lengths and um, frame the current climate crisis as the ultimate example of the tragedy of the commons, but that is a problematic endeavor for more than one reason. Most of all, that distracts us from the simple fact, dominant systems have failed us. All we can do now is overthrow those systems and the power structures that sustain them and try something else. This assembly was named after a famous Greta Thunberg quote, quote our house is on fire, um, but she also said, we can't save the world by playing by the rules. So let's work together this weekend to disobey all the rules and come up with new ones. <laughs> Now layer two.
0: I don't think I can beat that proposition. <laughs> but I'm gonna talk to you about um, climate justice. Why did we choose that term um, to gather together today and, and tomorrow and, and develop a, a, a climate justice code? Why didn't we choose uh, another term like climate change, climate action, climate emergency? Um, so, In this layer, which I personally don't see as a layer, as a separate layer, I see climate justice as the concept or the ideas that will thread all these layers together. Um, In in this working session, we're going to explore what it actually means, climate justice. Um, It doesn't have one straightforward definition. It's um, a plurality of many definitions and spaces and times. It has to do with history, with colonialism, it has to do with um, um, an overarching crisis that we're living uh, in and we're facing, uh, we're confronted by, that does the crisis of uh, capitalism, the crisis of colonialism, the crisis of racism, the crisis of patriarchy, and climate justice looks at all of these as an intersectional uh, crisis. And so that's what, what we are gonna explore in this uh, layer. And I'm just gonna check if I'm forgetting something. Oh yeah, and, and we are gonna look in specifically into the question of how can we as artists and art institutions enact uh, climate justice in our practices.
1: I think it's a good uh, question to keep in mind for all the layers and also to keep in mind that all the layers are just so deeply intermingled that uh, much can be learned from each of them. Um, Layer three is titled Art as an Essential Alternative Tool to Climate Crisis. It's also listed in your booklet. Um... I understand this layer sort of as the affirmation layer. It's the hopeful layer. <laughs> um, so I uh, volunteered to speak about this layer because I'm an artist, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I see art as a tool to make sense of the world. And I guess it's one of it's kind of the best tool that I have to kind of work through the the pain <laughs> of the world and to make sense of everything. Um, Yeah, so uh, I said it's the best framework I've found for metabolising the painful reality of how the world is now. Um, So there's sort of, in this code, I understand through affirmation, a sort of a now and a future. So in the current, uh, in the now, um, we've noted or we were thinking about how artists and art institutions produce And present artworks that emphasise or bring certain value to certain ideas so they play an inherent role in our construction or idea of what reality is Um, but in the kind of future orientated sense uh, art is also the domain for radical imagination so um, we're best placed as arts practitioners and artists and curators and students and all those things um, to recognize what's at stake uh, in the call to organize for systemic change. Um, yeah, so this layer is about kind of getting down some juicy, affirming ideas about the now and about the future. <laughs>
2: right. So then uh, layer four is the more practical layer. Um, we've called it um, jokingly the get shorter showers layer, um, because um, marketeers tell us to shower shorter periods and then we can save the planet. Uh, So um, yeah, uh, in doing this layer, it's important not, uh, or to take into account the neoliberal trap of individual responsibility that focuses solely on the consumer behavior as a marketing ploy to distract us from politicizing our worldview and enforcing system change. Other than that, um, go ahead and talk about this practical layer, um, including um, delete meat from your museum or do a garden on your roof of the of the institution or minimize the waste, things like that.
1: Layer five, advocacy. Advocacy is about responsibility. Um, there is some text there. <laughs> um, advocacy can also bro- be broken into two juicy ideas the outward facing and the internal and the personal responsibility. So, once the practical measures have been detailed and listed and taken up and addressed, etc., how can we continue talking about uh, climate justice? Uh, how can we leverage the climate justice code that we uh, have, are going to collectively develop today and tomorrow? Um, So in the outward facing sense, there's this idea that if one's a part of an institution or if if one's an individual, you might do something like um, have digital newsletter updates about institutional and individual measures taken so that people can kind of invest in what you're doing. So it's like... People holding you to account just as you might hold others to account. Um, Make public the administrative changes, uh, including financial burden of change. Um, There are the internal measures such such as um, incorporation of climate justice progress and discussion in regular meetings. And this idea of holding suppliers or people within your supply chain accountable to – In the practical measures, say you change your water company. Can you do that here? Say you change your electricity company. Um, And then they're sort of changing what they do, just making sure that they're still doing what they're doing. Um, Or you're catering, whatever. These things. You'll think through it. Um, mm -mm. Yeah. Oh, no, this is key in advocacy. Um, Advocacy is also thinking about uh, the group... what we're going to do after this. So, after these two days, it's important. If you're interested in being involved, uh, I'm a a, a good salesperson for this because I signed up last year in the collective pot as, like, giving my time, Uh, and here I am. This is the commons. Uh, um, But, yeah, so think about if you want to be involved in the future, you can be involved in the advocacy group or you can be involved in the editorial committee.
0: And then the last layer is... Uh, engage or disengage uh, with the big industry? Where is it? Uh, yeah, from the big industry. Um, yeah, that is. this is a more c- um, concrete layer because we, as art institutions and artists, we depend on funding um, for our practices, um, but we have the uh, choice um, to to, to look into what, the, where our sources come from, where the source of those funding uh, come from, and um, if we're talking about, yeah, the climate crisis is a crisis of capitalism, and capitalism is f- is fueled by um, the big industry, and and some corporations are more toxic than others, and um, especially the fossil fuel industry um, is fueling the climate crisis, and. Um, institutions are accepting money um, from them and they are on exchange they are receiving social um, the the social license what we call it uh, to continue operating Wow (laughs) (laughs) it's getting very epic (laughs) Yeah, so we're gonna look at how uh, can we be more conscious about this, how can we take steps uh, to get rid of these uh, corporations in in our uh, uh, spaces, and if we can't, how can we cope with the legacy that they are uh, uh, leaving behind? Because it's not only about um, cutting the ties with these industries, but also uh, acknowledging what they left us and and what they've been doing with uh, our institutions and, and practices. And um, to end, maybe, just to remind you that all of this text that is here is a, proposi- a proposition, is not set on stone, and all these layers that we just presented might also disappear in the course of these two uh, days, and new layers may uh, might appear, hope, hopefully not, no, but I mean, I'm going to, into extremes. but. Um, um it's a proposition, so we will look an, in, into this and see if this is really relevant for a climate justice code. And if it's not, it's we're also um, capable to shape it in the way we, we want and create uh, um, something collectively. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you, and then again to say that Um, how we move on into the open space sessions will be reintroduced. So uh, don't feel maybe too overwhelmed if you haven't gotten the gist of the code just yet and we'll be uh, digesting it per onion layer.